Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are with Codal Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. So our two. Our Let, two. Let's, let's start out with words from the street. Okay. That words from the news, the newsroom. Okay. Some really exciting stuff has been happening for those who are renters. Of course, the pandemic has you know, put a, a spin on the rental market. If you're renting, there was the eviction moratorium that had gone through um, the end of July. So mm-hmm. it was lifted at the end of July. Uh, the CDC has then reestablished that moratorium until October. So that's the synopsis of it. The, uh, the CDC's new moratorium is going to be challenged in court by Alabama and Georgia Realtors Association. Okay. And it's, it's kind of a hot topic because there's two sides of it. There's the people who are renting and leasing, or excuse me, who are renting, and then there are the landlords. And we know that, especially around here, the majority of our landlords are mom and pop type of people, and they've got you know just a handful of properties. It's sort of a supplemental income stream sometimes when you're an investor and you're looking at this to create long-term income into your uh, later on years, perhaps. So they may be in a hardship position if their renters can't pay and then they can't get new renters in there to pay because that actually pays the mortgage. They don't have, you know, as a landlord, they don't have as much liquidity to you know, pay for their mortgage. Right. So the, the flip side is it, it is, you know, it, it went when the government says you can't go and interact with people, you got to stay home because it's important and businesses and supply chains and all those problems are, you know, it's a bit of a hardship sometimes to find employment consistent enough to pay for your rent. So there, there is, there's two sides and, and humans are on both sides of it. Um, something to note is this is focusing primarily on, on those evictions being held. Okay. Not the mortgage stuff. So like the forbearance and the mortgage things that had lifted a little while ago, those remain lifted. And so you still got to pay your mortgage. Okay. You know, and, and that's, was one of the talking points because that helped out the landlords having the mortgage uh, forbearance, you know, that, that side of things. Now there's not there. And so the landlords have to pay their mortgage, but you know, and so wanted to touch on that a little bit. So now if you're in any of these positions, there are assistance programs that can help you through it, um, can help weed through the paperwork aspects of it as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're in need, go ahead and reach out to a lot of these assistance programs. You might be able to find some some help or at least even some guidance. Right. And I think the United Way is a great resource for that. They've got their 211 program that they do. You can call and ask the questions. We're actually going to have Terry on the podcast next week and hopefully next week if it works out on the schedule, because again, these are pre-recorded, but hopefully she can come in and she can talk a little bit more about the renter assistance program that is out there and and how they help out. So definitely United Way, they do a lot of good in the community and it's there for when you need the help. And they've got a very strong program. The United Way has done a lot to help out the communities that it's in. Um, And even if they they can't help directly financially, they can guide, you know, it's a perfect place to go to start those conversations and get some ideas of where you can get more information to your specific challenges. Yeah. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. So rental assistance, uh, the CDC moratorium, let's see, 
Uh, the National Association of Realtors also has um, some some pages of information, and, and I'm trying to put those out on the Facebook as I see them or as they're convenient to link to. So check out our Facebook page. All righty. Let's see here. That was that was the big news. Um, there was a an article by Yahoo Finance that I had shared also on the Facebook. Um, kind of focused on the overall climate of the real estate market, and they're seeing exactly what what we're seeing here locally, which is unusual because usually national trends and local trends. Uh, they're not in sync. I mean, it, in our small town, we kind of feel things months after the national trends happen. But, you know, our crystal ball, it's broken. not broken, right? So, yeah, the, the leveling off of um, or the stabilization of the market, you know, prices, um, we're seeing more homes coming on the market. And that's true again nationally. We're seeing buyers that are holding out a little bit longer for the houses that they want because they couldn't find houses to get into or they couldn't make offers that were accepted. And so they're, they found ways to maintain their comfort level and they're just going to maintain their comfort level until they actually find what they actually want. That's, yeah. that's also a national popular trend. Yeah. We're, we're, we're went showing with two families today. So yeah, one, in the morning and uh, you know we've got we're we're working with you know two little kids okay the parents are buying the home but we're working with two little kids so we need to make sure that the home is safe enough for them to move in without too many repairs because with two little ones it's a little hard to do repairs while the little ones are running around with the screwdrivers and the hammers so need to gotta be make sure everything is a little bit on the safer side but then the repairs are never ending Exactly. Right. You know, so again, we've been working with this buyer for a long, for a while now. And she's like, I'd rather find the correct right home than have to get something and settle. And which totally agree because I always want to make sure that we find them the perfect home that they're not selling for because otherwise, yeah, we can get you in a home, but it may not be the one that you want. And three months later, you'd be like, we need to get out of this. This was a bad decision on our part. And now it's going to be tougher to get out and try to find something in this market. Right. So keeping the needs of, of our buyers, you know, in mind Mm -hmm. and the best thing that that we can do certainly is listen to the buyers and, and really hone in on what's important for them. Right. And this was Kate, cute, cute little brother and sister duo here. Um, they're probably about maybe a year's difference. So really cute, really great little kids that are running around. Um, we discovered that some homes that have pets in it, those pets are not too excited to see new people running, running through. The little boy decided that he was going to run up and give the kitty a hug. And kitty was not going to have anything of that. It's like, okay, we're going to move. We're going to step away from the cat and we're going to walk around the cat. And so... You know, we always want to make sure that everybody's safe, including the little four-legged ones during showings. So uh, another news item that's popped up, Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about the uh, riparian rights, the the waterfront and pier rights. uh, And we had some huge success that it was um, those property rights were being restored or, you know, less challenging to put in piers or maintain piers. And um, again, if you're on the water and you're curious about it, definitely dig into it. Um, There's a lot of great resources if you're curious about it. But that win for your ownership rights had gone through Senate and House and now recently within the last week or so has actually gone through um, the governor's desk and he's signed it into law again. Okay. So, so good stuff for the, the waterfront property owners. So if, if, if it affects you, you know, that some homework on your end is going to be a, a very good thing to do. Yes. And that's, you know, we, we've had that question routinely about, you know, the waterfront and can I put up here and, and whatnot. So this might make it easier for you. 
Excellent. That's good news. So what else do we got going on? Because that was my exciting news. That's your exciting news? You know, I think it's pretty exciting. It is. So yeah, the the other family that we went on tour with today, we were trying to find, they're looking for like a little bit of a hobby farm for them to raise some chickens and some goats. And just because we have properties out in the country, we always want to make sure that the municipality will allow such things because sometimes you do get those subdivisions that are not going to allow goats or pigs or a donkey. <laughs> donkey. But you can have chickens, but you can only have a certain number of chickens and, and that sort of thing. So we always, if that's what you're looking for of doing, you know, a little bit of a hobby farm, you know, definitely be researching those municipalities of making sure that it's going to be allowed on the property, even though it's out in the country, you know, maybe that subdivision doesn't allow it. So doing that little bit of research ahead of time is going to save a lot of headaches because if that's the, if that's why you're buying it, and then again, you find out that you can't do that, then it's a little bit, man, now I just bought this property. I can't do something with it that I wanted to. So again, having those conversations with your agent of, well, this is what I really want to do. I want to be able to put, I want to be able to work on cars. I want to have some sort of auto shop, make a shop into, you know, an extra garage or build a garage and do a shop over there, but making sure that it's going to be appropriate for your municipality. Um, and, and some of that gets into the minutia of, say, um, you want the auto shop kind of theory to work on like your, your race car, you know, your, your stock car, you take it out to golden sands and run around the track. Right. But because you get sponsors and there's advertising and you might have to create a, a business to handle that, or I'm not sure exactly how those are all managed, but that may be looked at as now you're running a business out of that garage. Well, it could also be the trailers that you <laughs> need to move the cars from A to B. Might not be allowed to be outside. Right. They may need to be in a garage. And if that's the case, can we put on another building so that way we're still following all those rules? I know we had one family that was their thing. They did a lot of racing. They had like eight cars that they needed to keep track of. You know, we wanted to make sure we found them a property that they could have eight cars, eight plus cars on the property and the trailers to go with. And those properties are out there. Sometimes you have to wait a little bit longer or mm -hmm. like we say, get creative. Um, the general rule of those uh, legal aspects is the more restrictive restriction restricts. So again, not exactly legal advice, but even if a municipality in general doesn't restrict it, but your subdivision covenants do, then you've got to work within those restrictions. Right. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, we may be asking a lot of questions. It's just trying to learn what you're really trying to look for when you tell us you want a property out in the country. You know, what are you going to be doing with it? That sort of thing. So that way we can get an idea because if, again, if we know that this is not going to work in, in a municipality, we're going to bring that to your attention of you need to check with your municipality first because we'd hate to see you get the property, find out you can't do something with it, and now you're stuck with a piece of property you don't want anymore. We find that a lot with vacant land. Sure. You know, we want to, we're going to take the money that we normally use for camping and go buy a piece of land. We're going to put the camper up and we're just going to go there on the weekends and have a good time. Some areas you can't do that with. And that's kind of a nasty little letter to get know really puts a damper on all the fun that you wanted to have so so sometimes our, our buyers are encouraged to do a little bit of homework we can help you know guide you through that a, a, a bit or at least you know guide you to resources for sure mm -hmm. yeah we want to get to know you we want, want to get to know what what you want to do with that property so we can find the right one yeah it feel feel free to almost overshare so that we can really get to know your best best use for it right mm -hmm. yeah well, that's good 
Um, do we have any other unusual showings? Um, Interesting showings? Well, we had one where we're not sure if we need to have flood insurance because, again, it's in a lowland area. And so they're pumping the water from the ditch to the backside of the property into another wet area. So, again, you know, whether or not the home really needs to have flood insurance, and that's, we don't know those answers. And so we always tell everyone, just call and talk to your insurance agent on the way home. Give them a call. That's why you have them. And the insurance agents have access to a lot of information, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the insurance systems, the computerized systems now are just phenomenal as as what someone can pull up just by giving a, an address and they can cross-reference and they can see a lot of things that we see too, especially if a house is you know listed on the market. Right. Right. Yeah. I just had a conversation with um, our insurance guy and, you know, really reiterated that we enjoy having a person that we can talk to. And um, in this case, I, I was adding a, a vehicle onto our policy and had some questions about that because um, it was a little bit of a unique situation and, you know, some aftermarket accessories and then, you know, asking questions about home insurance and um, just, just what they have to offer and how the home insur- insurance works, you know, and all of those different things that are unique to your situation. So, you know, be curious and ask that, you know, he block out, a half hour or an hour and just be curious with your agent. That way he can, or she can also, you know, really narrow down the products that you need or would be best for your use. Mm-hmm. And even having your insurance agent get to know your kids too. You know, once they hit 13, 14, I always kind of had the kids and, you know, come with me and meet the insurance guy. And that way, when they had questions about their car accident or possible car accident, you know, what do I do? How do I, you know, how do you do that? I mean, you want to kind of prepare them for their adulthood. So having that conversation early on with them of, okay, now we're going to add, I'm going to add a kid onto my insurance. Is it beneficial just to go get a second car or a third car and it just be theirs or not? How does that, what's going to be most beneficial for? Right. Um, we were also talking a little bit about an insurance trends. And kind of the mentality of uh, people first getting into their insurance experiences. And they, I mean, they don't have a lot of liquid funds to throw around, obviously. But when you're just starting out with your jobs and your insurance, uh, auto insurance is usually the first one to come up because you're still living under someone else's roof. So usually that trend is to shop around and get the easily accessible insurance because you're doing it after work at 11 o'clock at night. There's Mm -hmm. no one to actually pick up a phone and call. So those people tend to gravitate toward um, the features and accessibility where you can go online and just pre-qualify and and stuff like that. But once they get farther on in their insurance lifespan and start looking at adding a house you know, it starts with renter's insurance normally and and then getting into housing. The home is such a huge investment that those people tend to um, want to investigate it a little bit more and actually get into a situation like we suggest about having a person. You know, they can talk to face-to-face, knows the local area and can really well, help guide them through it. Even after you get that, that homeowner, that first homeowner's insurance plan program, you know, touching base with them once a year sure especially if you're doing work to the property because you're already you're, i mean you're going to be going in with the data sheet that we printed off they're going to be asking you questions you're going to be looking at it and answering these yes or no questions well i'm not too sure type of thing well then once you start changing out a bathroom maybe you're increasing that value of your home so when our good wisconsin weather comes in and the neighbor's tree is now sitting on your house. You're you're insured for for A, but your house's really value is at C. You're not going to get your C value. You're going to get your your A value. So double checking with the insurance company of okay, well, I'm going to remodel the bathroom. Do I need to add something to that? 
I took out the carpeting and we added in real hardwood floors. That's a huge difference as far as a price and how they kind of configure that. So I know with, with ours, you know, Steve has always said that we start adding more value to the home. That means we need to just come in and just go, Hey, we took out the carpet and we discovered that there's hardwood floors underneath. He is going to take out that carpet value and he's going to stick in the hardwood floor value, even though it's not a whole lot of work we did to it. But the price difference is huge because we want to get close to what the house currently represented. And then there's all the other questions of how do you value the house, you know, uh, full replacement value and, and all that stuff. And, and those are things that we can't really speak on because they're insurance specific. Right. But we, we know in general from our experiences. Right. So it's. Um, and, and price of construction materials now is still quite high. Mm-hmm. You know, thankfully that that's another good news that has been coming down a little bit. Right. So, you know, even double checking with your insurance company, just having that conversation with them of, you know, stop in, bring them lunch, bring them donuts or coffee, you know, and just go, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I redid the kitchen and we tore out the prefab kitchen and we put in this beautiful Amish cabinetry. That's going to be more expensive than everything else. And you want to make sure that it's properly insured. Because if something would happen to the house, you're going to get the 99 cent deal cabinets, not what you had in the home. So I always like chatting with Steve and just kind of letting him know what's going on with the house and what's going on with the kids. So that way he can be prepared or maybe a, you know what, maybe it's time we start getting those kids on their own policies and off of yours conversation. So that way he has a little bit better idea of what's going on with the family and the structure of that. Well, and, and even if the, uh, the kids are living at home, you know, when does that break off happen? When it would be, when would it be more beneficial financially mm-hmm. as well? You know, be, because maybe you want to just keep all three of those cars underneath one roof. Well, we had the question when Matt started <clears throat> living off campus, right? You know, he's now in his own apartment you know, does he need to carry the renter's insurance or because he's still living at home with us? You know, is he, is his stuff still covered? Now, granted, you know, he's not going to have $500,000 worth of stuff, but yet at the same time, we want to make sure that if something would happen, his belongings were covered, you know, you know, how does that insurance work? Do we need to have him do renter's insurance or is it still covered underneath us? Right. And everyone's situation is different. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure on campus, off campus, you know, all those questions are, are part of the the factors. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's fun if you want to make it fun, but it's, it's complicated, complicated in a good way, because you're talking about your asset, your investment that you're spending a lot of money on. Um, And then the, the things in the house, like, like you said, not just fixtures, but also your stuff. You know, so jewelry or expensive paintings, you know, those individual items, mm-hmm. you may want to insure those um, as riders. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it all, it all depends upon, you know, it's the sitting down and having that conversation with a real person that is so much helpful versus press one for press two for it's just so much better. And I mean, we just spent 15 minutes rambling on about how much fun we have with the insurance I really enjoy our insurance company. Mm-hmm. I probably am the only person who enjoys visiting with our insurance guy. No, oh, no, I enjoy it too. You know, it's it's one of those things. I look forward to it. I'm like, cool, I get to go pay my premium. I'm going to go chat with Steve. I'm going to chat with Patty. We're going to find out what's going on in their lives. We're going to find out what's going on in ours. And sometimes, yeah, we need to adjust our policy. But with the conversations we've had, that's how we found out we needed to. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it might be a little bit more, might be a little bit less per month. You never know. Right. So cool. I always like to try to find ways to, you know, to go visit the insurance guy, you know, think about buying a boat. Let's go talk with the insurance guy first to see what kind of boat we're allowed to get. Yes. He likes having the conversation first. Right. Before the purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're learning that. 
it's a slow process, but he does enjoy when I pick up the phone and call and say, hey, Steve, this is what I've done. Can you insure me now? It works sometimes. Sometimes he just laughs at me and says, you know, let's have that conversation prior next time. I'm like, okay. See, now, as far as historically goes, having the conversation with JR a few weeks ago, um, and we learned that he came from the insurance side of things where they did a little bit of real estate at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, so these topics are, they've always been blended and melded together. They really have been. So then, you know, at, at one point they really broke off into their own industry, I guess you could say, or own career path because it got so specific. They, they really had to, and, you know, to do someone justice, to actually give them the best you can give them, you've got to just focus on one task versus the other. Right. Yeah. I mean, insurance, it's always a great thing to have. You got to find the right person. I really think you got to find the the correct company to match your personality. And they're a lot of fun. The insurance guys are fun. So what else we got going on this week? Well, I think this weekend we... So on Saturday, I think we're going to be heading down to Oshkosh to go check out the Titanic um, exhibit over at the museum. So That should be interesting. Right. It's all tied to Wisconsin. So how Wisconsin fit into the Titanic. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I've always said there's a lot of amazing things that have come out of and still come out of Wisconsin. Right. I mean, we, we don't think of Wisconsin as like the shipbuilding industries that we've had, but we have a lot of significant ports and construction and shipping um, all along the, the eastern coast of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, the ports of Milwaukee, uh, they actually have a lot of naval activity that, that go through there as well. You know, a lot of the ships that can make it into the Great Lakes, you know, they'll come down and, and visit the port down there in Milwaukee, then all along the coast. Um, I know Manitowoc is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even had some submarines built here back in the World Wars. So we've got uh, the Cobia. It, um, we went and visited that museum. Did I take you or did I just take the kids? It was one of those things that uh, I did, did as a kid. The, the uh, Cobia, it's a submarine. It's a diesel electric sub that's stacked there. I think that was with both. Okay. I don't know. Somehow I'm, I'm getting like the Kobayashi Maroon. I'm, I'm thinking Star Trek that right about Star now. Star Trek, yes. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going. I'm like, what kind of Star Trek thing are we, did we do here in Wisconsin? Cause, well, that's it. It's a submarine. Okay. I mean, it was a, I think maybe we did, I think it was both. Fantastic. I'm not sure, but I'm thinking Star Trek at this point. Okay. Well, well let's get off of that and back to. Back, Back to, to Wisconsin. To Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, yeah, a ton of manufacturing, a lot of steel work down in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That has since uh, gone away just because of that. That's the industrial nature. Moved to different locations because they grew too big. They changed, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of neat that Tyler, you're, you know, the oldest, is getting into sort of that same uh, industrial system mm-hmm. and working with uh, giant presses and stuff like that. So that's kind of neat to make that connection. I know there's a lot of stuff up in Wassa, um, as far as like, like gear works and stuff and uh, those accessories for military vehicles, uh, Oshkosh truck makes a ton of military vehicles. They're the world leader. And in, in that they make a lot of fire apparatus, you know, the Pierce manufacturing is over there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of great stuff from Wisconsin. And of course, milk and cranberries. Definitely. Which leads me to an odd thought. We'll, we'll waffle a little bit. Okay. Um, I've been traveling the last couple of weeks all around the state doing things and stuff. And I've been stopping at quick trips because that's what we do in the Midwest. We stop at quick trips to get our, our stuff plugged to quick trip. But actually it was because I, I feel more of a connection. The, uh, the quick trip uh, VP came... I think it was VP, could be president, manager. Oh, yeah. He came to the... Uh, the Chamber of Commerce yeah. Awards Banquet yep. a couple of years ago. You know, so he was excited about his company. And so I get excited about it as well. 
Um, but I'm looking at the, the muffin selection that they have over by the donuts. And around here, we've got the cranberry nut muffins. But I haven't been able to find those across the state. So, Do we need to start making a phone call? Well, no, because it's neat that they also recognize that there's regional aspects to the state. And we are very cranberry focused here in central Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So I'd mentioned that to someone along the way, I think when I was up in Eau Claire at Farm Tech Days. There's a really neat um, farm that I really would like to go see. But they've got, they do a wagon ride through their, through their fields. Okay. And they've got this bin. It holds like 3,000 pounds of corn. It's a corn bin that you can go and like swim in the thing of corn. And so this is, it, it looks really neat. I ran across it on Facebook, but they do, you know, a whole bunch of stuff with apple orchards and stuff like that. So it's going to be starting up here, I think in October, like September, October, where they're going to be doing all these. So everybody gets their individual cart that gets pulled behind the tractor. So it's like a track you get to ride the train and they take you through somewhere. They take you on a tour. And so I'm like, well, it looks really kind of cool. And they've got this huge, huge bin of corn that you can go swim around in or play in whatever, swim, play, jump, throw corn. It looks fun. It is. Um, And that's one of the really neat things about social media is that you can kind of see into the life of a farmer Mm -hmm. and, and start to have more of an appreciation for corn and the different types of corn and how it's all used in silage corn versus... I just want to be able to see this huge vat of corn. Well, I mean, well that's, th- that's the whole entire point. That, that's pretty see, much my reasoning for going. But but my point I'm going toward is it's not like sweet corn where it's squishy and, you know, just like explodes in your mouth. It's more like the popcorn style where it's um, more harder, you know, more dry. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it it's almost like the ball pit over at, Hardee's or McDonald's or something. Right. With corn. With corn. Yeah. So. It's super fun. Right. And, you know, you don't have to be under the age of 10 to be in it. You can, you know, be a 45 year old girl and go jump in a big vat of corn and just think this is like the world's greatest thing. So I'm looking forward to to doing this, of going up there. It's in the Eau Claire area. I think it's called Ferguson Farms. I think I would have to find it again, but. I'm looking forward to that. I think that'd be kind of fun to do on a Sunday afternoon, just go play around in a big vat of corn. That's another one of the things I enjoy about Wisconsin is the fall time really lends itself to a lot of those fun little things to just quick go out and do and, you know, have a short experience. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, the summertime activities just take so much preparation. Um I, I almost like I overthink it and I'm so involved in a process of having to prepare for, well, let's go to Noah's Ark. Well, you got to leave so early and you got to take the clothes and you're going to be wet. And so why are you going to manage your wetness and then clothes to change into and towels and how are you going to get food and where are you going to, all that stuff is not so much an anxiety to me in the fall because this farm tour what are you going to do you're just going to go there and do the tour and maybe eat some apples you know find some apple cider and drive back home i hope they have some baby goats the fainting goats or just the small little cute baby ones cute little baby ones i don't know it looks to be really fun um there was a really cool apple orchard we took the kids to when they were young when we were living in the twin cities and it was like an hour and a half south of the twin cities Really great place to go. They had a lot of activities for all ages. I think we we spent the good majority of the day there, and it was a lot of fun. And it was a, just a great afternoon place to go. And so I think we went there a couple times, but it was it was really neat. Well, and then as as fall comes near, we can look forward to going up on the ski lift and seeing the fall colors. Mm-hmm. And we do have to keep in mind winter is coming. Winter is coming. I have felt the snow kind of start to, to form. Oh, shush. Winter is coming. The snow is coming. 
Um, we were just discussing that on a showing earlier this week. Um, we were looking at two different houses. They were trying to decide which house that they really wanted because they both really liked it. One had a sidewalk to shovel and one didn't. And so it's, you know, you're sweating outside because it's 90 degrees with 85% humidity. And you're like, that house, you have to shovel a sidewalk. This house, just the driveway. And they're like, we're sold. We're doing the one with just the driveway. <laughs> so sometimes that's what it's about is winter is coming. What do you want to shovel? Do you want to do just a driveway or do you want to do a driveway and a sidewalk? And how much of a sidewalk? Yeah. So it's really hard to mention that snow word, but winter is coming. The snow is coming. Hard to tell when it's 80 degrees outside and we just got through some major storms here and hoping everyone in the Northwoods is doing okay because apparently we had a couple tornadoes touch down and yeah. so hopefully everyone is safe. Um, but To we, the north and to the south. Right. So, I mean, we do, you know, we do have those things to, to talk about when we're on showings of snow removal because it does happen <laughs> here in Wisconsin. Just a little bit. Just a little. So. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be soon time again to do services and oil changes and get your equipment up to speed. Not only your lawnmowers, because right. you're going to have the fall cleanup stuff. Well, and then but it's time to get the snowblower snow blowers out as well. Make sure that that works. And, you know, if we need to order parts, order them now, because it might take that long to get them in. You never know. Yeah. Right. So. Especially with, the, you know, so much of that equipment and the products being uh, needed to be imported. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of why I like my 1978 Aaron snow throw that's been gifted throughout years in the family. Um, it now includes a special accessory vice grip to keep a spring properly tensioned. So Excellent. I, I think I'm, I'm doing my forefathers well. Good. Good. I have to weld it in later, but getting all those things dialed in and, and ready for the season. Yeah. Or order the parts now, figure out what you need. Yep. If it's the same part that always breaks every single year, order a couple. Right. Just in case, because it doesn't hurt. And especially when you then need it, it's going to be the one that everybody else needs and there's going to be nothing on the shelf. Right. Um, the other thing to start thinking about is how are you going to decorate for the holidays? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, holidays are coming up here in a month and a half. Right. We've got, Okay, I don't count Halloween. Halloween is a holiday. I don't count Halloween. Halloween is a holiday. I haven't decorated for Halloween in over 22 years. 22 years, I have not decorated for Halloween. And I'm okay with it. And and you, it's okay for you to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I am not. We hand out, we hand out candy. We, we do that part, but we just don't. We don't do the cobwebs and the spiders and the witches. We don't do any of that stuff. We just will hand out the candy, but I did grow some corn so that way we can have some corn for some decoration. And that's roughly about it that we're doing for decoration is corn. I want, I want to get some pumpkins this year. I will be okay with fake pumpkins. Not, not into the whole entire real pumpkin. How about eating pumpkins? Can In a pie? Yeah, I can eat pumpkin pie. That's not a problem. Okay. How about the pumpkin seeds? Mm, I'm about 50-50. Some years I like it. Some years I don't. Okay, because I haven't done pumpkin seeds in like 18 years. Yeah. You're good. Okay, still the same thing. I'm not, not missing too much, you think? You're not missing too much. All right. Okay, because I'm not going to dig my hands in a, in a pumpkin goo to pull out seeds for you. Yeah, oh, no. it's so much fun. Nope. You're on your own on that one. Yeah, we should get some pumpkins out there. We should get the, the corn stalks and... I, I think the hay bales look cute as far as staging things, but I also understand they hold like, the moisture. Yeah, right. And, and then animals. Bugs. Right. And we would like to keep the bugs away from the house. I think if we put it on a tarp. No, they'll, no, they'll still find the way. So I don't know. I'm not uh not really into the whole entire Halloween decorating. But if we go over to Ashback Interiors, I'm pretty sure Justin can help. Oh yes. Justin would be happy to 
help me out. Because then there's um, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. cornucopias and all that jazz. And then we just slide right into Christmas. And this year, Christmas is on a weekend. All right. Which means New Year's Eve is on a weekend. Cool. Okay. I know that this year we're going to be doing one more tree. So we're trying to add a tree a year. Ooh, do I get my Star Trek tree? I believe so. Fantastic. Yep. So, because it worked out really well last year to each boy got their own tree and all of their presents went underneath their tree. So that way everybody had their tree. Everyone knew where they were supposed to sit because they sat by their tree. And this year we've got to rotate the boys around so that way each boy can have their Star Wars tree. That's not the same kid who always gets the Star Wars tree. So we rotate them around. There's a lot to look forward to in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the housing market seems to be um, kind of back to a, a seasonal trend. So I think we're going to um, have the seasons kind of come back into play again this year, where it'll slow down. I think with the kids going in person in school right. is what's going to bring it back. Right. Where before it didn't really matter because... We can just do school from home. So now I think it's going to, that's going to have kind of a play into this of the kids are back to school. I want to make sure that we can move, get everything all set up before the kids actually head off to school. So that way we can just focus on going off to school versus everything else. Right. And then also the homes don't feel quite as claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. You know, as much there's, there's that expansion when the kids leave and head off to school. They're only there in the night for homework and, and those types of things on the weekend instead of being at the house all the time, plus you working from the house. Yeah. Yep. We're going to start seeing those sports, sports, sporting events come oh, yeah. back into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nakusa just finished up their new athletic field. I drove down there, I think it was last week. Last week and kind of did a little bit of a drive-by. It looks really nice. I'm super excited for them. This is the first time in 20, no, it's longer than that. Like Melanie graduated in 91. So since 91, they had a new track. So it's been, it's time. Yeah. It's time for, for the new track and it'll be nice to have the football field be finished. And so that way it's not football this week. And then we move all the posts and the polls for the baseball season next week. So I think this is going to be really good for, for Nakusa. So I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm hoping that they are giving some tours. And I believe Rapids also just announced, too, that their athletic field is now open. Right. They, uh, they redid some of the Southwood County 2000 field area. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the details of that. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. I know that they're working on doing the larger sports complex. Not sure if that has been started yet. I think it's been started. Okay. I've seen some work over there. So I'm not sure which component or how that all works together, but I know that they just got done doing their football field and Mm -hmm. their track as well. So again, you know, really great that we have these two great communities with two great assets now for them. Right. And, and even um, Port Edwards has a fine facility in between as mm-hmm. well. Um, but I know the, the field at Lincoln High School that Southwood County 2000, they called that for a reason. And so, yeah, it was brought online um, in the late 90s. So, yeah, yeah about the time that Nakusa would have had theirs then. Um, I think it's a little bit newer by a couple of years because I remember playing on that um, when I was in high school in the mid nineties, okay, mid late nineties. Yeah. It's exciting. It, it it, and it's good to see community investment as well. You know, we've got the, the YMCA and the boys girls club facility. We've got our outdoor water park. We're, um, aquatics facility. Right. Do we ever find out if they're going to rename that? They are renaming it. We just, we don't, just don't know, know to what. what. Um, by the way, August 22nd is the last open date of the Aquatics Facility Center. All right. So um, still have some time to get some some laps in. Right. And I, I know there's still going to be access to some of the stuff, just not the swimming where they need the lifeguards and stuff. Right. 
because the lifeguards go back to school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, um, you know, how well they kept up with the uh, the hockey rink and recreation center there. Um, we had Jim- Yeah, because we should be having the River King start mm-hmm. here pretty soon. The rafters are winding down. River King should be winding back up. So that'd be, uh, be fun to kind of take in some, some River King games. It's going to be cold. Yes. Because it's hockey. I know. You know, and those, those ice skating, you know, if, if you're looking for recreation ideas, ice skating is going to be quite big here in Rapids. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the low board hockey over at the aquatic center. And, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be flooding all those out and actually doing that this year. Right. So. Of course, last year they they opened up in that really weird pandemic situation, so they they didn't have as much as what we were hoping to. But yeah, this year I think it's going to go full on as much as they can accommodate. Correct. Yeah, so there's going to be good times here in in Rapids and in Nakusa. So be interesting to see the first game. They have to go down to Nakusa for their first football game or one of their Friday night games and kind of see it and. Kind of enjoy the uh, Friday night lights. It's exciting. Yes, it is. Let's see. What else do we have going on here? September is going to be a busy month as far Mm -hmm. as events and activities. End of August, we've got the Bridge to Bridge Run, Run Walk. It's on the 28th, I believe. Yeah. I believe it starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. 9 or 10, somewhere in there. It's far too early for normal people. No, actually, it's not. It's pretty late. No, it is kind of late to start a race. Usually they start at 7 a.m. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Bridge to Bridge, it's always been a great community event to go out and do a little bit of running early in the morning for for a great cause. Yep, you'll you'll see some of us down there. Are Are you going to walk? I am not sure at this point. Okay. And pretty darn sure JR is going to be there. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have that. And we got the Beer Fest on September 11th, as mm-hmm. well as the... Um, Home Expo. Right. Yep. So I'll be exciting to, to get back into doing that again. Mm-hmm. And that's another great place where you can come and sort of brainstorm ideas for decorating. And, you know, if you're looking for home improvements. A lot of great opportunity to come find out, you know, meet with a couple of different masons. They'll be out there. There's usually two two people per kind of category. So you're going to have your doors and windows. There'll be a few of them out there. So great opportunity to come out and just kind of sit, talk with them and find out what their, what their company is about to see if it's going to be working in your project and what you would like to do. Interior designers, mm-hmm. um, bathroom people, glass places. And of course, uh, Chai Decor is going to be there as well, seeing how it's going to be in their building. So give you an excellent chance to check out their Christmas stash of cute decorations. And Halloween and Thanksgiving decorations as well. Those are out right now. Oh, so you should swing on over to Central Home Improvements and check yeah, that stuff out. You need to out. check that out now because they're oh. out now. See, there's a lot of great places to go and actually shop for decorations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this is going to be it's going to be a good year. Um, and we we've got the uh, on the 12th of September. We got the Grand Affair. Yep. So check out a lot of vendors over on. West and they're Grand having Avenue. the car show too. So definitely come take a look at some cars. And I think that there's they're gorgeous car- cars. I know absolutely nothing about cars. Uh, there, there was a good showing at the um, car, car, cruise? car cruise over at Lincoln High School. Um, mm-hmm. that it first rained all Saturday. day, but mm-hmm. they still did it. So that was really great. But yeah, come out September 12th and check that out. The Grand Affair. Grand Affair. Anything else comes to mind here? We're getting down to the end of the hour. I know. I, a few I'm more ready. minutes. I'm ready for the whole entire, what's your phone number and our social media plug that we always do. So... Um, well, the social media is, is kind of fun. I, I'm starting to see a shift in the social media atmospheres. Okay. Again, so the algorithms are continually changing. Um, like with Zillow, Zillow is extraordinarily popular. And we have recently seen that for sale by owners are not listed on Zillow anymore. Right. So um, that should be 
quite a shift in the market. I'm not sure just how the for sale by owner people are going to go and, and market themselves. So if you're considering that, definitely give us a call and we can take care of your marketing solutions for you. Exactly. But we do use social media a lot. So we've, we're on Facebook and Instagram and a little bit on YouTube. Um, probably get to doing more of that again in the wintertime once the market takes a breather here as it normally does in the wintertime. Um, all of our podcast stuff is on our website over at myrapids.com. Um, if you're looking for current inventory, also head over to myrapids.com. I'll take you right to the Seaward page and all of our inventory. If you're curious about looking through the through the area and seeing what's up, if it says contingent, that means that there's probably an offer on it and they're just working through the contingencies. That is correct. Um, you also find that on Zillow and Realtor.com as well. So just a helpful tip there. Okay. Um, if you're on Zillow and you want to search go over and click on the more button and then search for homes just with a 360 or 3d home tour. And you'll see primarily just listings from Codal Banker Seward because we're one of the only ones in the area here in central Wisconsin that's doing that. All right. Very cool. It's cool. You get to actually walk through the house and, you know, take it one room at a time and spend as much time. I'm still waiting for the whole entire scratch and sniff. Oh, there's a couple of houses that you don't want that on. Okay. That's why we encourage people, if you're curious about the house, to actually be there, remember? That's right. Um, let's see. If you want to send us questions, type us an email to myrapidsradio at gmail.com. Yeah. Or if you want to share, you know, pictures and if you're excited about your crafts and hobbies and what you're doing with your house, feel free to do that. We love the conversation. Yeah. Myrapids.info is a great place to find local information and more detail on these things that we're talking about coming up and where to go and what to see. Um, let's see. Yeah, you do have a phone number. I do. It is 715-323-2577. Can we text that as well? Oh, yes, you can. That is very much a very happy happy texting number too. So please include the name when you're doing that. Yes, that way we just kind of have a little bit of understanding of what you're, who you are and... That way we don't think that it's a spam text message. So the more information you give us, the better off it is. Not not just, hi, this is Ben. I would like to see that house you have listed. Yeah, we'd like like, to. Please be a little bit more specific. Right. Right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So uh, 715-323-2577. Correct. Cool. All right. So that's about all I've got for the week. All right. Well, you guys have a great Central Wisconsin day and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.